Audrey lived with her parents and her younger sister, Jan, in a tidy brick house that sat on a small plot of trimmed grass in the Titusville section of southwest Birmingham. Each afternoon when Audrey came home from Center Street Elementary School, she did her chores, played with other kids in the neighborhood, all of them black, of course, and sat down to dinner with her family. Audrey's mother, who had graduated from business college, did clerical work for an insurance company owned by a black man. Audrey's father went to elementary school, but starting when he was five, he planted and picked crops with his parents in fields owned by white people around his hometown of Bology, Alabama. Later in Birmingham, he worked as a laborer and security guard at a dog food company and at a slaughterhouse. But the Hendrix's lives were not as orderly and quiet as this description makes them seem. Audrey was three years old on Christmas night, 1956, when the home of a local minister was bombed by a group of segregationists led by Robert Dynamite Bob Shambliss. Reverend Fred Shuttlesworth was a good friend of the Hendrix family. Six months earlier, he had founded the Alabama Christian Movement for Human Rights, ACMHR, an organization that urged blacks to demand their rights. In particular, ACMHR had been pressing the city of Birmingham to hire black policemen and to allow blacks to sit beside whites in the front of the bus, in train station waiting rooms, and even in schools. The explosion literally blew Shuttlesworth into the air and demolished his bedroom and kitchen. Astoundingly, he walked from the rubble uninjured. His wife and their three children were also unharmed. Audrey knew that this attack against civil rights activists was far from unique. Many black people called their hometown Bombingham. And, said Audrey, there wasn't a bombing that I wasn't at. No one would have blamed Mr. and Mrs. Hendricks if they had decided to keep quiet about civil rights following the bombing of their friend's home. But Audrey's parents weren't intimidated. The very next day... Her father and about 15 other blacks sat down in the front section of a bus where only whites were permitted. When the driver demanded they move to the back, Audrey's father politely refused, saying, We are comfortable where we are sitting. As a result, Mr. Hendricks was arrested and spent six nights in jail. When he was released, he volunteered to guard the Shuttlesworth's home. As he drove there one night, more than a dozen police cars, headlights turned off, surrounded him. Told to hand over his driver's license, Mr. Hendricks accidentally pulled his ACMHR membership card from his wallet instead. He heard a policeman ask the others, What are we going to do with this nigger? After debating whether or not to kill him, the officers decided to let him go. Audrey's father thanked God for saving him that night. Despite such dangers, ACMHR held mass meetings every Monday night in churches around town. And every Monday night from June 1956 to April 1963, Audrey attended with her family and as many as 600 other people. Audrey's father sang tenor alongside three of her uncles and an aunt in ACMHR's movement choir. The choir's director was Carlton Reese, a teenager who wrote the freedom song, We've Got a Job, which he practiced on the upright piano in the Hendrix's living room. It became one of Audrey's favorites.
It was no way for me not to really be involved, Audrey said. My parents were involved from the point that I could remember. My church was involved. You were there and just a part of it. Listening to the grown-ups talk, she learned the painful details of her hometown's deep-seated racism.